afloat with Henry Morgan. Although Dolores has formed an alliance with Dietz, she knows that to learn of Henry Morgan's plans, she must become perhaps more than friends with Jeffrey Hunter. So she goes to the ship to invite him to dinner with Morgan. Once again, Jeffrey Hunter rebuffs her. So by pretending she has a twisted ankle, she forces him to accompany her home. There she carefully breaks down his resolve by pretending to show a great interest in him as a man. Finally, Jeffrey Hunter accepts her offer of friendship. But Dietz, knowing of Dolores' intentions towards Jeffrey, purposely arouses jealousy in Kitty's hut. And when she sees him again, she gives vent to it, accusing him of showing too much interest in Antoinette, whom, like everyone else, she believes Dolores to be. Learning that Dietz has told her this, Geoffrey is puzzled as to how Dietz could know that he'd been with Dolores. How should I know how Dietz learned this? All I know is that he came and he told me that you were taking an interest in this Antoinette de Lacy. But Mademoiselle de Lacy didn't come aboard the ship until after Dietz had left. What time did he come to the tavern? How should I know? Do you think I keep an eye on the clock? Every hour is the same to me. Was it late or earlier in the evening? He was a little drunk when he came. Full of boasting he was, too. Oh, I think it must have been late. I see. Then it's quite possible he hung around the ship and saw me leaving with Mademoiselle de Lacy in her carriage. So, that's what it is, is it? You like driving with a fine lady. Unless you stop this jealousy, Kitty, I shall shake you till your teeth rattle. Mademoiselle de Lacy... Well, she... She hurt her ankle. And I had to see her home. That's all. Surely you wouldn't expect me to let a woman who was not feeling well drive through the dock quarters of Port Royal alone at night. Kitty, can't you see that Dietz has only told you this story to make you jealous? Oh, Jeffrey, sure I know it. And it's right ashamed I should be of myself. I know how you must miss all the life that you've left behind you. And I know you don't want to talk about it. And I've never asked you, but, but it's me great love for you. You can't blame me for being jealous when I hear of you mixing with women like Antoinette de Lacy. What chance would I, a common servant wench in a dockside tavern, have of holding you in the face of such competition? I've tried to talk to you sanely and justly, Kitty, but you have never let me finish what I've been trying to say. There was a time when I desperately had to turn to someone for warmth and understanding, and you held out your arms to me. For that, I will never stop being grateful. And for that, I want to do what I can for you, Kitty. But surely it would not be right for me after living the life I've led to fall so deeply in love with you and not have you return the affection. How is it that you... that you want to help me? But, Jeffrey, it must be because you're in love with me. I want to help you because every instinct I have cries out against the injustice that you or any woman should be in the degrading position that you are in. But it doesn't seem so degrading now since you've been about Jeffrey. You'll never know how loving you has helped me. I now want to do decent things and lead a decent life. I've given you my love, and I'm not going to let that love be wasted. Don't let's go on talking like this. It can't alter things. You're very appealing and very sweet. And I am just an ordinary sort of man. I can see you're right. It's no good my talking about it anymore. You're going to be stubborn, Jeffrey Hunter. Well, I warn you, I'm going to have your love, and I'm going to fight for it. Because I'd rather hate you than give you up. Uncle Thomas, we will wait a while before we have coffee, sir. Just as you like, Antoinette. You'll excuse my saying so, mademoiselle, but you amaze me. In what way, Captain? 
I've never known anyone to adapt themselves so quickly to the conditions in Port Royal. Take, for instance, the way you eat that tropical food. There's really quite an art in it, and yet you eat it as though you'd been on the island for years and quite used to it. It's strange, unusual. Oh, talking of fruit, that reminds me. Um, Antoinette, do you know I've never asked you about the peaches in the orchard at home? The peaches? Oh, Uncle Thomas, they are doing well. Doing well? But, Antoinette, I gave strict instructions 18 months ago that those peach trees were to be rooted out. They were attacked by blight. Oh, the peach trees. I was confused for a moment. I was thinking of the apricot trees. The apricot trees? I don't remember. Oh, perhaps they were planted since I came to Jamaica. Funny they've not mentioned them in their letters, knowing how interested I am in the garden. Uh, perhaps it is. Tell me, Geoffrey, aren't you glad now that you came to dinner? Yes, Antoinette. I must thank you for persuading me. It meant a lot coming dining in these surroundings. Seems a long time since I sat at the table with no white damask cloth, shining candelabras, elegant woman. Oh, you are a flatterer, Geoffrey. Well, gentlemen, I leave you to your port. Uh, not for me, thank you, Antoinette. It's too hot for port. Then maybe you will accompany me out onto the terrace. The night air is cooler, and then when Captain Morgan and Uncle Thomas have finished their port, we will join them for coffee. It will give me great pleasure. Come then, Geoffrey. We shall see you two gentlemen later. Excuse us. Shall I ring for a servant to get you a shawl, Antoinette? The night air might be chilly. Oh, no, no, no. I love to feel the night breeze caressing the skin on my shoulders. You would not risk in England or France going out at night without a shawl. Oh, no, no, no. Of course not. Um, come, let us sit on the stone balustrade. The perfume of the garden always seems to be so much better on the night air. The tropical garden has a heavy, exciting perfume. You feel that too? It's dangerously exciting, is it not? Knowing you now, Geoffrey, having broken down that barrier that you had built around yourself, I find you a different person. Perhaps you now know me as I really am. I find myself liking that different person very much. I find myself at odd times suddenly thinking of that different person. Antoinette, please. Tonight I have been living in the past. Don't destroy the hallucination so soon. Tomorrow I have to go back to being a, a buccaneer. Oh, Jeffrey, you know I have met many men here in Port Royal, but you are the only one I find I like talking to. The other men, they all talk of their plantations, their sugar, their slaves. But you are somehow different. You have an exciting life. Maybe that is what it is. To date it has not been exciting. Quite the opposite. But maybe in the future, quite soon, it might be different. Quite soon? You mean that you are sailing with Captain Morgan very soon on another reading trip? Oh, now you're talking about secrets, Antoinette. Anyhow, the plans are very vague and rather indefinite. What's the matter? Nothing. Nothing at all. Why did you suddenly start as though you saw someone? I think you were right, Jeffrey. It is a bit chilly out here without a shawl on my shoulders. Would you go back and ask my slave, Lena, to fetch me one, please? Don't be long, will you? It is a paisley shawl. She will find it in my wardrobe. Yes, Antoinette, I'll be as quick as I can. You may come out from hiding behind that palm tree, Diaz. Dolores. Yes, sir, Don't use that name. Are you mad coming here? Do you know who our guests are here tonight? Captain Morgan and Jeffrey Hunter. Hmm. 
The money you gave me tonight to go, it's all gone. I want more. One hundred guineas. I have not got one hundred guineas. And what about your part of the bargain? What about the Aztec necklace? Ah, you're asking me to hurry. Oh, but I have already installed myself aboard Captain Morgan's ship. You must give me a little more time. The only thing I'm certain of is that the necklace is somewhere in his cabin. I am not prepared to wait much longer at the arts before I get it. Time has run short and you are trying to stretch it out so as to get more money from me. <laughs> I am not such a fool as all that. Tomorrow night we shall search. Captain Morgan's cabin, tomorrow night? You must be mad. How could we search the cabin with Captain Morgan and Jeffrey Hunter aboard? I will see that Captain Morgan and Jeffrey Hunter are out of Port Royal for tomorrow night. Leave it to me. I know how it might be worked, and I shall be glad to be free of Jeffrey Hunter for one night. His righteous air rather sickens me at times. Mm-hmm. And how will you get them away? Never you mind. I know how it can be done. Now go quickly and watch for me when I come near the ship tomorrow night. I don't like it. It is risky. Do you want that reward, that fortune I promised you? Oh, yes, of course I do. Then tomorrow night we will get the necklace. And I will bring to you the hundred guineas that you want. Now go quickly. The other men are coming out here. Oh, there he is. I'm sorry that I was so long, but your maid servant couldn't find the shawl. Oh, how foolish of me. I remember now I left it in the music room. Uh, never mind, I don't feel cold now. Oh, you finished your port, Uncle. I was thinking, Uncle Thomas, you're going to your plantation tomorrow and staying overnight? Yes. Mr. Hunter would be very interested to see it, and I am sure Captain Morgan would like the trip. What do you say, Morgan? I don't know. What do you think, Hunter? Oh, I think it'll be very nice. You come too. Antoinette and uh, we will make a couple of days of it, eh? Oh, no, I don't think I will come. <laughs> you see, the country here bores me so much. You will excuse me, won't you? But I thought you were fond of the country. Didn't you live on Sir Thomas's estate in England? Oh, yes, but that was English country. It, it is so different here. It is so hot. Uh, you men go and, and make it a men's party. I think it might be an idea. Thank you, Sir Thomas. Hunter and I will gladly accept your invitation to spend tomorrow night on your plantation. I don't like this. Don't be a fool. Jeffrey Hunter and Captain Morgan left with my uncle this morning. They won't be back until late tomorrow afternoon. You have my money? Yes, here it is. Now, which part of the cabin shall we search first? In the drawers of the desk. Maybe there's a secret opening. Uh, should I put this money away in my quarters, huh? All right. And I will start searching. Everybody is off the ship tonight drinking. If Captain Morgan is safely away, we have no need to worry. Yes, he is well away for the night. Now you go and then hurry back and help me. Now then, first of all, I will try this drawer. See if there might be a loose panel there. Oh, no, not there. Uh, maybe there is one on his side. Full of maps and charts. There is no need for a false bottom there. If you're looking for the necklace, Mademoiselle de Lacey, you'll not find it in that desk. Captain Morgan! There is silence as these two face each other. To escape disaster, Dolores must think quickly. Listen to the next episode of Afloat with Henry Morgan.